You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 44 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast presented by BrandonRandiniFitness.com. I'm your host, Christian. Find me on Twitter at Christian underscore NYYST. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. What up? And Stag Eye Rye. What's going on? I got a fellas doing today. Good. High on the game. Yeah, it's about 7 o'clock, so uh, about an hour or so past the Yankees' walk-off victory on a Saturday afternoon into the evening over the Oakland A's. Had no right winning that game. Yanks snap a mini two-game losing streak, and um, just going to get this out of the way. A nice big f*** you to Chris. <laughs> because he sat here Thursday afternoon. Whoops. And, oh, I I purposely said that word. because No, no, I'm saying whoops, like my prediction. Oh, you know what I was going with this. Yeah. Uh, I was the, hoping that's where you were going with it. Oh, uh, the Yankees are going to win going away tonight. It's going to be a nice eight. But eight you know, it's going to be a ball. It's going to be out, guys. And they, when they do score the two runs, it's going to be, be like, very late. Yeah, late in the game. Like two batters in, it was. <laughs> but you know what? They should have. Who who pitched that game? CC. No, no, no. Who pitched for the Red Sox? Uh, Rodriguez. Okay. And what was his ERA? All right. But he, he pitched like it was one. He's not terrible. It was a five. He's not a five plus ERA. He's generally not a five plus ERA type of guy. A lefty though. pitcher with a righty heavy power dominant lineup. All right, are you and done? And CC's been lights out. Sorry for my prediction. You should. I be. can't believe I'm so powerful that I jinx the Yankees. Every that time night. you I make am such what... a powerful person that I jinx them. No, it's uh, every time you make one of these grand proclamations, the opposite happens. Good. So maybe I'll predict it. <laughs> You'll live <laughs> until you're 35. <sighs> Do you want to get murdered on the show today? <laughs> I almost said 30, but I forgot you're like seven years older than me. Yeah. <sighs> so they won. And I thought about this too. Every time, whether it be Domingo Herman or... Jordan Montgomery or whoever's going to be in this slot wins a game. It means so much more than just a win. Because tomorrow we have our ace going back out on the mound. And you got to you got to imagine that the Yankees are going to win tomorrow. And Mother's they Day take the series. Mother's Day matinee. Uh our ace versus a guy with a over 8 ERA pitching for uh Oakland. I just don't like that. I like the Yankees better against a good pitcher. Because, again, you and your stupid proclamations. Oh, the Yankees should kill this guy. Well, you know and, what? The uh, Yankees are going to lose 10 nothing tomorrow. Kendall Graveman, 8.89 ERA going into the game last night. Didn't pitch. I mean, the Yankees scored, what, four runs off of him? So, uh, he, he didn't pitch stellar, but he didn't also stellar pitch, pitch like a guy that had a 9 ERA coming into the game. I'm going to start with this before we break down the games. I want to get your guys' take on this. My friend on Facebook, he's 
he's one of those notorious like always has to find something to complain about. I already people. know the story is false because you don't have any friends. Yeah, okay. And uh his and he does have a point, so that's why I kind of want to get your take on it. Do you think it's a problem like I guess you can't say a problem cuz his team just keeps winning, but are you at all concerned that this magic isn't going to continue all year and this offense has to be a little more explosive earlier in the games? Do you, I mean are you concerned are you concerned looking forward into the season on that? They scored 6 runs in regulation without and they left a small village on base. But do you think that it's like something it just seems like every starting pitcher this team doesn't go on a roll until later in the game. Do you think that's ever going to be an issue? That's all I'm asking. I don't know. It it, it hasn't been. And I tried to defend them cuz I said like yeah, they were no hit in like three of those games until like the fifth inning. But those games were against Bauer, Clevenger, and Verlander. All three top pitchers. There was a this couple year. of jabroni guys that took them like three or four innings to get a hit off of two. So it wasn't just elite level pitching. And are you concerned with that? In any no, way? because what do they do? They wear. They still wear these guys outside of Verlander. They still wore these guys down. Was able to get him out of games early, maybe nicked him for a run or two in the fifth or sixth, and got to the bullpen and won. But do you think when our pitching come is as it is right now, starting to come back down to earth a little bit, when our starting pitching isn't going to be as elite as it has been right now, is this going to become more of a problem? It could, but today they got a bad start from Domingo Herman, and they still outscored the other team yeah that was the difference in this game compared to the other ones they came back the other ones like verlander when verlander pitched gibson they were uh the pitchers weren't giving up a lot of runs and this one they gave up a lot of runs within by what there was six who's gibson kyle gibson the twins pitcher oh yeah that's right who had they like a, st- I, yeah, the, I forgot the about starters yeah. our starters would stay in the game this game their starter did, did pretty good ours was out of the he game. He was throwing, yeah, he was throwing a no hitter into the sixth, I believe, and that yeah. was that was the final game in that homestand when Gary hit the walk off. Yeah, yeah. And he had the what was his career year against the Yankees going into that game? It was approaching very high. like ten. So yeah, I think he had ten strikeouts in that game. Because like, high, I guess. you can sustain that if your starting pitching is only going to give up two, three runs at that point. Yeah, you can afford to show up in the seventh inning and score some runs and win. But if your starting pitching isn't on. And and you're not hitting until the seventh inning, but you're down six nothing. It's a completely different ball game. Well, these are the kind of games. This is what you're going to have to have happen. You're going to have to have your long relief guys step up, your back end of the bullpen step up, and that's what happened tonight. The unsung hero uh, is AJ Cole today, man. I mean, oh, I said player of the game. The the uh, Aaron Boone finally dusted him off. He hadn't pitched since uh, the Anaheim series, which was his first appearance as a Yankee. Thirteen. So. 13 days, days or something like that. And he looked a little rough around the edges his first two <laughs> batters. He walked the first two guys, and then, you know, he showed pretty good stuff. And he got a, he had four strikeouts in two innings, and uh, he allowed the Yankees to score that run in the 11th inning. Well, we'll get to that game. Let's start with, uh, let's start with what, Thursday? We Thursday, gotta cover? Boston. Okay, so here's here's really where I want to take this game. Yanks are down 4 nothing. Uh, CC had a rough outing, even though outside of the Hanley Ramirez home run, I believe, again, nobody hits this guy hard. No. It just, you know, it just balls that found grass, and, you know, it, it's going to happen. You're, 
You're a guy like CC. Guys are gonna pit. You're gonna pitch the contact. Balls are gonna find grass. They're gonna find holes. It's just gonna happen. Gives up four runs. It rain. You know what do we get? The, an hour rain delay. He doesn't come back out. And then what was it? It was the bottom of the seventh. The Yankees rally. They tied a game. And here you're thinking, Jesus, are they really gonna do this again? Yeah. It was it was four nothing. And, and once again, you kind of reside yourself to the fact that tonight's just not the night. And they come back, and Patantis comes back out for a second inning. Did and you have a problem with that? This is I'm glad you brought that up because this is really where I want to make the point about Thursday's game. And this is really what I want to talk about in regards to that. The Yankees, as great as they've, great as they've been in this stretch, despite the two losses on Thursday and Friday, are in that bullpen Every single mm-hmm. day. They're in that bullpen in the sixth inning every single day. Pretty much. Aaron Boone cannot burn out the, these guys. It's What is it today? May 12th? As, yes. He can't burn these guys out in the middle of May. So, on uh, what game was it? Sunday against Cleveland when he gave up when uh, Herman's first start. And he went to extend Batances because he didn't have Chapman and he didn't have Green in that game, right. correct? And Thursday, he went to extend Batances because he didn't have Robertson in Green, right? Chapman was still available. No, game. no. He didn't have Chapman or Green. Robertson was actually... I believe Robertson was going to be the closer. No, Robertson was going to be the closer on Friday. Oh, you're talking about Thursday? talking about Thursday. Really? Game. Yeah. I don't think he had Chapman. No, I don't think he had Robertson in Green on on uh, Thursday. Yeah, I remember he didn't have Robertson or Green on Thursday. Okay. Um, and Batances as he's been dominating again. Can we all? Yeah. No, he looks great. That? He really does. All right. Regardless of what his issues are in the second inning, when he when he gets the ball to, at the beginning of his outing, he looks like Dylan Batances yes. again. So if you are Aaron Boone and David Cohn only talks about the eye test, what do your eyes tell you? If you're going to extend somebody, why are you don't you feel comfortable letting Dell and Batances get the ball for a second inning when you don't have two two guys? You don't have you're already short in the bullpen. You don't have David Robertson, you don't have Chad Green. And until the last two days you had two dead roster spots and David Hale and AJ Cole. These are guys that that have just not pitched and you're gonna Throw, and this is what an argument was between some uh, fans on Twitter is saying, oh, I would rather have Hale or Cole pitch right. me. You're not going to take David Hale or A.J. Cole and throw them in a tie game of <clears throat> a Red Sox game in the eighth inning when you have a dominating Dellen Batances. And can I say something? Dellen Batances wasn't even bad in that inning. I mean, you can- Martinez flicked his wrist and put one over the short porch that barely made it over. Judge almost made the catch. You give credit to a good hitter and J.D. Martinez that he was strong enough to use the short porch. It happens. And then after that, he looked like Dylan Batances again. He got nicked for a run in two innings. It's going to happen. I have absolutely no problem that Aaron Boone went for to Dylan Batances for a second inning. Because what are your options there? Again, you're not using A.J. Cole. You're not using David Hale. Those guys have not pitched. And, all right, be, we'll just fast forward a little bit. David Hale looked like a guy that did not belong in that spot last night, did no, he not? Correct. A.J. Cole came out and he struggled and walked a couple guys before he found his stuff. Is that a risk you're willing to take? 
I mean, it was out of necessity today, but if you well, have the chance, here's available. where my question comes up now. This is the third time that I believe he tried to extend Batances and the third time where Batances gave up a run or more. Do you now veer away from using Batances in the second inning? Has it been enough times now where you say to yourself as a manager, I can't do that anymore? No, because I don't think he was, like you said, I don't think he was that bad on uh, on Thursday night. And he didn't do it today. I thought he was going to extend him an extra inning today, but he didn't do it. So, they give up that run. They end up losing the game. And you but with it. at the end of the day, they did come back again. I mean, they fought back again. And it wasn't until yesterday, last night, that this team actually kind of got blown out. It just really wasn't their night. I mean, there's really not much to talk about last night. They just, they really just didn't look good. Here's what you wrap up on uh, the Red Sox series. They went out there, they took two out of three. It was important that they took two out of three. That's all you can ask for in these series. Like they were when they were nine and nine, they were seven and a half games out of first place, and they ended the Red Sox series tied for first place. That's all you can ask for. So I mean, yeah, you wanna you wanna sweep the Red Sox. You got a chance to to go. What were they? But they would have put a two game distance in between them. All right, yeah, it's nice, but it also was what May tenth at the time, right? And you made up all that ground in three weeks. So right. I mean, there's really not much you can say negatively about their performance against the Red Sox. And then last night, you know, I mean, what do you want to say about last night? Sonny Gray regressed again. I mean. Regressed. Beyond regressed. Awful. It's, I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand about Sonny Gray. He had his two best starts of the season against two of the four, if you include the Yankees, against two of the four best teams in the American League. And then. Not that the I would the A's are not bad. They just have a reputation for being bad. They're not really bad. Really, five hundred. Well, when you, ball club. when you have Lowry in that lineup, you're not a terrible offensive team. Chris Davis has been at the top of the league in home runs the last few years, so they have got you know they have guys that can go out there and hit the ball. So I mean, they're not they they're a five hundred ball club. They're not terrible, but. It just why why all of a sudden now you would think against a lesser team that he would have. Something to improve upon. Do you know what my problem is with him? My problem with Sonny Gray is, okay, he gets better, right? Two two starts ago, he's better. Or three starts ago now. Yeah. You say, okay, Sonny Gray was better, right? Then last two starts ago. He okay, like- he improved. He's, he's even better. But he never gets to the point where you go, wow, he looked great. He was great tonight. And then when he gets to that point and he can be a little more consistent, then you can, you know, you can shake off these bad games. But it's like he he progresses a little bit, and you're like, yeah, he was good, he got better, and then all of a sudden he's just right back to being what he was, if not worse. And then his post game is more frustrating than watching him on the mound. I didn't watch it, so you can go well, into you know, it if you I, want. You know, I thought I had my good stuff and. Uh, you know, I had him on a three zero count, and uh, you know, well, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I thought, Sonny, I, why'd you give up two back to back hits on a o two count? One being a two run home. Well, run. you know, I thought Sanchez was behind the plate, so, <laughs> uh, you know, I was a little nervous, but you know, then I realized it was Romine, and uh, you know, I got to get better. 
That's okay. that's what his interview is. Is Sonny skiing? I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> he sniffles every second. I think a positive you got to take away from that ten five losses. At least they were in the game until pretty much what the eighth inning. Robertson you know, down five one and tie the game. How many games this year really have the Yankees been out of the game? What the fourteen one game against the Red Sox and the nine to one game against the Marlins. Other than that, they've been pretty much in every single game this season. The difference between last night and the previous games, the Yankees couldn't <coughs> get that one hit to square the game up. Yeah. Because you feel confident once they get even that they'll win, but well, they I never got that one hit. They got they got close on the judge home run. What did they cut it to six? Was it six four? Or was that today? They hit. They tied the that game. That was today. No, they tied. But the just game, hit a home but, run. But then did they tie the game? Yeah, they tied yeah it they tied it. But they had still had the bases loaded, and they let the A's off the hook. And I tweeted, "You can't let a bad team off the hook like that." I don't think they tied it. Yet. Yeah, they they came within. Uh, Run, Within a run, okay. It yeah, was when five, they walk four. judge, they walk judge with the bases loaded, and they Get couldn't Didi. push across the tying run. Didi fl- flew out, and then Stanton grounded out. Right, right. And they let a bad team off the hook. They let a team that they should have ripped open the game at that point. They let him off the hook, and then the game got out of hand. And that's. That's what happened. Every time the Yankees got a couple runs to get closer, and uh, Oakland scored a run to put the deficit back. And here's yeah, my... every inning the Yankees scored, the next top half, or the next half inning, the ace ended Yeah, up and why is that? Because Sonny Gray gave up, what did he give up, six or five last night? He gave he only pitched five innings. I think it was five. And then they brought in David Hale for three innings, and he, you know, he does what David Hale does. He gives up runs. Gray, five innings, nine hits, five earned runs, three walks. 93 pitches. Did he even strike anybody out yesterday? He had two strikeouts. Oh, wow. Congratulations. But you know what bothers me about Sonny Gray the most is in his post game, he said one thing that really bothered me. And he said, you know, I got to just forget about this and put it behind me. That's what a relief pitcher says. But what do you want him to do? Sit there and dwell on it for no, four days? No, it's not that you dwell on it. But when you're a pitcher who's struggling and you're out there every five days to go deep into ball games, you don't just forget about the bad games. If you're great and you have one bad start, you forget about it. But if you're struggling, you don't sit there and forget about it. You look at what you're doing wrong and you try and improve. And he just keeps saying over and over, I just got to put it behind me. I got to forget about it. No, you don't. No, you don't. You need to think about it every single day until you're back out there on the mound. Because you need to get better. So what do you want him to do? Put his hand in his pockets and kick rocks in his backyard? Oh, shucks, guys, I wasn't so good. No, you know what he's got to do? He's got to get in front of the camera and he's got to say, I need to be better for this baseball team because they expect a lot more out of me and I'm letting my teammates down. And I'm going to take this game and I'm going to do everything I can to get better from it. Instead of telling me that he thought he had pretty good stuff last night. No, you did not. You had awful stuff. You should not forget about this game. You should watch it every single day until your next start and see where you went wrong again. I'm pretty sure that's not something he's going to do. Right. And that's exactly why he'll never be great. Just stop throwing good pitches on 0-2 counts. Oh, that's so frustrating. That's That's what I don't understand about him. He's the king of nibbling. He nibbles more than a rat on a block of cheese. But then when it's 0-2... The ball's right down the middle. Is he scared to throw a dirt pitch? Is he just scared of the pass ball regardless of he who's behind be. the plate? He shouldn't be. Nibble, ro- nibble, 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 nibble. He's, got, he's here's, got Romine, right? Here's a fastball. So, here's a fastball right down the pipe. Come on. And that's another thing. Are we done with Austin Romine catching Sonny Please. Gray? Please. I have nothing against Austin Romine. No, I love the guy. But Perfectly capable backup. But are we done with this now? Probably not. 
Probably not. Uh, yeah, I think because they're going to look at it and they're going to say, "Well, he he still had those two starts, so he's still better with Romine." So Romine's caught him four times now. I I don't know about his first few starts, but over this whole personal catcher thing, he's caught him four times now, and two of the four. Gray was still absolutely miserable. Or was it three? He didn't catch him five times? I thought he caught him five times. No, it's been the first start Romine caught him. He was still really bad. Yeah. Then the next two, Gray looked pretty good again. You were like, okay, maybe this Romine thing is going to work. And then last night happened. So uh, it doesn't have nothing to do with the catcher. It's Sonny Gray. It just and, and you know what? It goes right back to my point just now that he doesn't take any credibility for for how bad he's been. I didn't catch. It's just always an excuse. I didn't catch Boone's post game, but apparently he defended Sonny Gray. There should be no defending, but and that's Boone's job, so I'm not going to get on. Boone, that's what but. I wanted to bring up to you, and then a couple of tweets we saw. I saw today. People were mad at Boone for defend or trying to take a positive out of it. What do you want? Do you really want Aaron Boone to be the guy to throw his players under the bus? No, he never should be. That's not a manager's job is to always defend your players. Don't you think that you that um how you call it uh, Boone wants Sonny Gray to be better? You think that Boone thinks this is acceptable? We all want Sonny Gray to be better. But that's what I'm saying. Don't I'm sure that Boone's not sitting in his office and say, "Oh, uh, you know." You know, five runs and five innings is perfectly acceptable, and right. I'm, I'm okay with that. He's no, not. he's not, but he's also not going to throw his players under the bus. And I, I don't want him to throw his players under the bus. No, if he starts throwing his players under the bus, then he loses control of this team. You can never do that as a manager. No, and that's one thing I like about uh, Boone is that he's not that I don't think Girardi did. Girardi ever throw his players no. under the bus? Not really. But Girardi would get pissy, and he would sometimes take he wouldn't jab. take credibility when he made a mistake, and he would answer things like a little whiny brat sometimes. But he never threw his players under the bus. He never did. And and you shouldn't. I hate managers that do that. If you got to dress down your player, do it behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Don't do it out in front of the media. No, never. All right, so, you know, now two in a row, Yankees lose, and here I am thinking to myself, this asshole Chris said, do you think there's ever going to be a chance the Yankees lose three in a row? I know, I thought about that today. And here they are, back-to-back home runs with uh, Sanchez and Hicks, who, do not forget that name because I'm going to rip him in a minute. Uh, And uh, then all of a sudden the wheels fall off for Domingo Herman. the Yankees are down 5-2, to and then... um, the bats wake. The bats awake. Uh, awoken. I don't know. Whatever the hell you want to say, with the proper English is on that. Uh, it started with Judge, I believe, who hit a two-run home run to get it to six-four. I want to say yes. And Judge is quietly getting the home run swing down. I believe that's his third. Is that his third home run on the uh, on the home stand? Second or third? He hit. Oh, oh, on the entire homestand, yeah, it's his third. He hit, he hit the one off Kimbrel on uh, Wednesday night. He hit one on Friday, and he hit one on uh, today. So and that's, he's a team RBI leader. That's now. three in the last four games. So you can see Judge is starting to get his home run swing. Man, down, he's which, having some season so far too. And he, the, again, he's really not being talked about that much. It's very his season is very unsexy. It's because he's not striking out as much as he was no, last year. He's still year. striking out a lot, not as much as he was last year. He struck out. What did he strike out? Three more times today. And he sh- so well, maybe people start talking about him again then. 
He's still striking out a lot. It's just that instead of striking, I think he's still striking out three three times a game, but he's not striking out five times a game because his pitch, like we keep saying it, we, we beat that drum every time we record. His pitch recognition is so much better. Yeah. There's he ab- got caught on, uh, I think it was last night, he got caught swinging at a very high fastball, and it was very unlike him this year. It reminded me of last year. There's been times where he's missed his pitch, and then he's still walked. Yeah. Where last year, he would have struck out in those yep. at-bats. And that's still in a year where he walked a lot. So right. he's his eyes have improved. And if you're a power hitter and you can read the strike zone like that, you're going to do damage. Yeah. And he's got, the like you said, the home run swing coming, coming around now. So uh, he's going to have another great season, I think. I really do. It was nice of Didi Gregorius to snap an 0 for 30 slide. Oh, uh, he's still a Yankee? Because the uh, the outcry of Twitter last night wanted him benched. After someone someone came at me and said, "You you picked up on this? Is Didi ever? Is Didi gonna realize uh, April uh, <laughs> or May? Whatever the hell they said. Yeah. Something about April being over and." Uh, the season's longer than just April. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, yeah, he'll realize that when the rest of the team catches up to his numbers. Which they did. Now. Which they did. <laughs> but, I mean. But the guy carried him for the first come month. Come on, man. These guys, these people are relentless. All right, here's what I'll say about him being benched. I do agree that he probably could use a mental blow at this point. He just, just did, though. He just had a day. When he got kicked in the head. Okay. <laughs> That didn't. They said that didn't affect him. He was wearing he was a just, helmet. He the was next just day. taking a day off. He was wearing a helmet the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't if Boone sat him down and just said, "I just want to give Didi a blow." I wouldn't have a problem with that. Just let him. They did it with Judge last year when they felt that he yeah. needed, he was in that bad slump and they I felt remember. that he, he needed the re- the restart, the refresh, the refresher, and then, and then the Judge, Judge refresher. And then Joe Girardi completely botched it because then he decided that he wasn't going to sit him the whole game and had him pinch hit in the, in ninth, the ninth inning, inning against inning. one of the elite closers in the American League. That was League. against the Indians, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that was just that was just stupid. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, that's last year. <laughs> but like I'm, but to bring it back, uh, I wouldn't have a problem if Boom was like, you know what, I just think Didi needs a mental blow here. No, he's... that's fine. And you know what, in the last couple games, he's hitting the ball with he's hitting the ball better. He's just yeah, not... he's just missing. So you can see maybe it's coming around a little bit for him. But you know what? I said it in the beginning this in the beginning of this podcast, this team had no right winning today. Chapman had the blister on his finger. He loads the bases. Before you get into that, can I just say this? Yeah. Do you think it's a little bit of baseball the baseball gods throwing a little karma at Didi for his uh his uh yes. road curtain call there? Yeah, I didn't really like that. I really didn't, but whatever. What's fair is fair. I I mean, we killed Carlos Gomez when he – I don't even know what the hell he did at that walk-off <laughs> home run a few weeks ago. Yeah. I don't – I didn't like the road curtain call. And yeah, he's been I. Uh, I guess the gods have punished him for that. Because a little. He, he's been in a, mired in a terrible slump. He hasn't hit a home run since then. And uh, he's just – he broke an 0 for 30 slide today, which is – the average is what, in the 260s now? Yeah. So Chapman loads the bases. He gets a strikeout on, what's his name? Kahan? Kahan? No, it's Khan. Khan. Gain, whatever. Mark Khan Han. I don't know what the hell it is. And then the next batter, fly ball to to uh, Gardy. And 
Guardy doesn't have the most powerful arm in the world, but, he's but gotta, he's, he throws very accurately. And he could have put a little bit more behind this throw. It came up a little short. Sanchez makes a nice play, reaches back, runner safe. Right? A's take the lead. But they go to replay. Sanchez did a phenomenal job with that tag because the tip of his glove or a lace or something touched the runner, double play, call gets reversed, and you think, okay, the Yankees have to come out next inning and win this game. You know what? People want to kill Guardy's throw. It's where it needed to be. No, that's a perfect throw. He could have put a little bit more behind it, and it would have been a, a much clearer out, but... It's better than the uh, throw the the A's made at the end of the game. That that was also Kana. I <laughs> say this guy's name. I thought the ball was going to go over the backstop netting because I think he almost a, threw out Phil Nevin. Though, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think what a decent throw he could have had Sanchez there? Uh, it would have been very close, but with a decent throw, maybe. I think. I just think in that spot, it's a guy that was. In desperation mode, and it, the ball just got away from him. I don't think yeah. he really throws like that on a regular basis. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But, but, uh, now that you bring up the ace center fielder, can we just touch on Dustin Fowler for a quick second? Yes. Uh, Dustin Fowler, for people that don't pay attention to things, was traded for Sonny Gray in the Sonny Gray deal mm-hmm. with um, Jorge Mateo and James Caprillion last year. Hell of season. a trade for the A's. The hell of a trade for nobody. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Fowler, I mean, that horrific injury in Chicago. Last I never year. thought he'd be back. No. I th- The way he stood up after that game and just collapsed, I was like, this guy may never be able to to run the way he did just now and, and maybe never be at that caliber of a pl- as a player ever again. But... Came back a lot quicker than I ever expected. Ace called him up uh, earlier in the week, but he made his uh, first start of 2018 uh, last night and got his first major league hit. So, you know. It was nice to see. You're happy for him. Yes. Because, A, he was a Yankee. So, you and the injury occurred in a Yankee uniform. So, you, you root for When you see something like that, you, you root for it. And the it. kid never got to make his debut as a Yankee up at the plate. Like, he was so close. He was getting up that next inning. And, and you think about to. it, he was a guy that the organization had higher on the depth chart than Clint Frazier because he got called up before Clint Frazier did. Yeah, and now he's got a multi-million dollar lawsuit against the Chicago White Sox and their stadium, and, you know, good for him. Yeah, so I'm happy for Dustin Fowler, although watching him play the last couple of days and the fact that Caprillion still hasn't... Uh, made his major league debut yet and uh jorge mateo has been sucked into the abyss i think he's hitting last i checked on him he was hitting like 212 or something in triple a so uh nobody's won that trade despite how bad sonny gray has been (laughs) that's true so just to wrap up today's game the hero of today's game with the game winning hit who was it come on walker neil walker uh walker walk off the walker walk off today AJ Cole, as we said earlier, man, he, he you got to tip your cap to the guy. Guy that got traded here with a 10.36 ERA. I might be off on the point somewhere, but he had an ERA over 10 when he got traded here. Yes. Had not pitched since the Yankees were in Anaheim. Walks the first two guys in the 10th inning, 
And then he shut it down, man. He showed some good stuff. So maybe you hope that the Yankees might have something in him going forward here. They had to have seen something, right, when they got him. They had to have seen that he has some decent stuff and they could they could make him something. I he showed each innings. He could go a, a few innings. He's got a solid fastball thing. He was sitting around 95, and I think he was throwing a, a good change today, so... Yeah, he was spotting that change up very nicely today. So he, he seems a like a job. guy. He seems like a guy that you know maybe add a little depth to the bullpen here. Hey, AJ Cole is going to be a guy that you need to go out there and throw strikes and eat up innings. Whether it be the Yankees winning ten nothing or losing ten nothing, that's going to be your guy. By default, he was your guy in a in a tie game today, and he did the job. He came up good for you. So you know what? Tip your cap to him. Absolutely. And then. Uh, Yankees fourth walk off win of the season today and they I had be- five all of last year. And I believe the stat is correct. I'm not entirely sure, but Giancarlo Stanton reached base in front of every walk off hit so far this season. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And he got booed today again, by the way. Very lightly, but he was booed. That you know what? Who's defended Giancarlo Stanton more than me? No one. He deserved to get booed in that at bat. No. That was an atrocious no, at bat. I don't care. Before I don't care. We, no, it was a terrible at bat. I probably would have booed him. <laughs> <laughs> but just before we're gonna take a quick break in a second, but last thing to touch on this, we'll bring while we got we're bringing up Stanton here. Do you guys think the stance of his is actually hindering him at the plate at the plate? No. I mean when we come back from break Stack Ivory is going to bring up Giancarlo's stats on the year. Nothing is hindering him. Something it's, is. He hitting no. 236. Okay. That's something's hindering him. What's Brett Gardner hitting? What's Gary Sanchez hitting? All right. I understand that. But Giancarlo Stanton Giancarlo has completely Stanton, reinvented his swing this year. It doesn't year. matter. Giancarlo Stanton isn't a 300 hitter. He's a 280 hitter. Okay. And he'll get there. But you're acting like the guy's batting 150 right now with no home runs and and All right, but here's what, here's what I'm watching. I'm watching him the way he stands can't reach a slider on the outside part of the plate. Are How you is not, that even possible? Are you not picking up on that? Because he swings and misses at every one of them, and it seems like he can't reach it. We'll get to this after break. All right, so let's take a quick break here. Episode 44 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. That guy, Rye. We'll uh, give us some stand stats. We're going to talk about the bullpen and um, Bird and McKinney, too. Yeah, uh, they're coming back. They're on the rise. So, And uh, Brandon Drury's got some new glasses. We'll talk about all that <laughs> when we return on the uh, episode 44 of the NYYST podcast. What's up, everyone? I'm Brandon from BrandonRendiniFitness.com, and I am an online fitness coach. My goal is to help you reach your fitness goals, so by purchasing one of my plans, you will receive a personalized meal plan and a workout plan to help you reach your goals. You will have 24-7 access to me for questions, and we would have scheduled weekly check-ins to make sure you're staying on track. What sets me apart is I want to help you find balance. I don't expect you to eat grilled chicken breast all day long. I understand that life happens and you're going to want to eat that piece of cake or that slice of pizza, which is why my plans are perfect for that. To make things more interesting, I am offering a special promo code for NYY Sports Talk listeners. If you purchase any of my plans, you can use the code NYYST and get 10% off. Again, that's promo code NYYST in all capital letters. So head to BrandonRendiniFitness.com today and find the plan that works best for you. 
Alright, we're back here, episode 44 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, the Wi-Fi's are running a little slow right now, so it's taking Stat Guy Rye a little longer than usual to pick up on the stats here. So let's bring in Guardy for the Guardy Report. What's up, Guardy? Guess who's back? Back again. Guardy's back. Tell the guys. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Guardy, so is Eminem your favorite rapper? Absolutely. So, um, how you feeling at the plate? Guardy looks like you're coming around a little bit. You had the big triple off Kimbrel the other night. Seems like your stroke's coming together a little bit here. Yeah, it, it feels like things are turning around here for me. I'm starting to hit the ball pretty hard and making hard contact. And, uh, you know, I, don't know, I don't know, I'm finally starting to sleep a little bit better. I, I kept having this damn nightmare where I'd be out in left field over at Yankee Stadium. I'd look back at the Guardy party, I'd be all happy, and I'd... I'd look down, I wouldn't be wearing the pinstripes. I'd be in a damn San Diego Padres uniform, dude. And that scared the crap out of me. I'd wake up screaming, covered in knot sweats. Y'all ever get knot sweats? You ever sweat at knot? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, knot sweats are the worst. And you could quote me on that. Guardy, your old pal Chase Headley got designated for assignment today. Speaking oh, oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's hard. That's hard news. You think he was? You think he was playing hard now? Honestly, probably not. You know that Chase Hardly. <laughs> hey, listen, guys, this has been great. I, I got a reservation down at the Plenty Hollywood down there in, in New York, so I got I got to skip out of here. Where real the quick. hell are you going, man? I'm going to Plenty Hollywood, dude. Y'all ever go there? No. Plenty Hollywood's the best, dude. <laughs> Take it easy. Tell tell us that guy I said I. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks for joining us, Guardy. Cardi's got the resis again. At Planet Hollywood? <laughs> Does that places even exist anymore? I didn't know you need reservations for Planet Hollywood. All right, so Stanton this year. We're just going to go right into this now. <laughs> you guys were just asked me to post? Oh, yeah. He's hitting, sure, yeah, yeah. He's hitting 232. He's got nine home runs, 23 RBI. Okay. So what was your argument before? Something about his batting stance? Yeah, this is this is him in May. Go, I'm, this is this is who Giancarlo Stanton is in May. All right, you and I both know we never watched any Miami Marlins games, so we don't really know Giancarlo Stanton like we know Aaron Judge or we know Brett Gardner. So this is the first time we're getting to see him on an extended period. An extended Ask basis. Ask me that question at the end of the month if he's still batting two thirty two. And then, then we can evaluate it more. So him not being able to reach p- sliders on the outside part of the plate, that is no, that's just like, oh, it's, it's me, I don't care. Which is kind of weird to me because with that closed off stance, you would think he could reach pitches on the outside part of the plate. It doesn't seem like he can extend almost, to get them. You know what? It's almost like he's fighting against his body every time he swings. Yes, exactly. It, it does. It doesn't feel seem that way. natural. To it him. doesn't. And and you saw. I forget who it was. I think it was Cece and Judge. They were uh, they were making fun of his swing. Yeah, when he hit that? a home run the other night. Because he's kind of he, he does. It's almost like he's got alligator arms. He's like fighting against his his hip because he can't open up your hips Judges, when you're that closed off. If you look at 2016 to now, Judges change his stance he's open up a little bit more but this is dra- this is drastic this yeah. is a guy now it is that if how many did he hit last year 59. 59 and he completely changed the way he swings the bat now he at actually at the end of the year last year he was a little more closed off than 
than normal. And he's even more closed off now than he was at the beginning of this season. Do you think he's do you think he's trying to overcompensate for the short porch? Like that's that's like the only thing he could think of that he just wants to push the ball the other way. Yeah, but I think he really should be taking a page out of Judge's book. Judge doesn't overcompensate for the short porch. He can use it from time to time, but if you're John Carl Stanton, you got the same type of power that Aaron Judge has. You can hit that ball out anywhere. If not more power. I mean, the guy's a monster. If you look, look, this is going to sound weird, but if you look at the two of them with their shirts off, Judge just looks like a regular guy that's tall. John Carl Stanton, you could tell, puts in time in the weight room. Yeah. So, he's a strong dude. So, like, yeah, I would, I want to see him go back to a more natural stance for him because this, this just doesn't look right. Listen, I think if it was that much of an issue, um, that Marcus Timms or someone would be addressing it and telling him that maybe he needs to start reverting back. But I really don't think at this point. He needs point, to have revertigo. <laughs> I just don't think at this point. They see his stance as being the problem. Well, I don't know. Maybe they should get some some of those glasses Brandon Drury's wearing because to me it looks. So like tell it. me about this though. I didn't know this. He's wearing yellow. He's glasses. wearing these yellow. Yeah. So let's uh, move along here. We'll do we'll do a little minor league reporting here because uh, you know it's supposed to be Ryan's job. Everybody mm-hmm. does anybody even remember Ryan on the farm from last year? Probably not. No. So we'll uh, we'll just dip into the farm here. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently the rehab window is now only 20 days. It used to be 30 days. Yeah, it's only 20 now. And the and Yankees I think Tuesday jury's up so on Tuesday. He has to be either called up or optioned to AAA after the 20 days. And it doesn't look like he's coming back to the Yankees. That's what I read. So do you do you think that he's in a place right now where he can still cuz he's still having some issues? Right with the pain and whatever's going on. Well, in the his report neck. out today is that he's wearing these yellow. Last night was the first night he wore them, these yellow tinted glasses because he's having trouble seeing at night. His vision is still blurry at night, and Great. the and the yellow tinted glasses are helping him focus better. And he hit a grand slam last night, so well maybe there's something to them. But so you would think he's produced enough thus far during his rehab stint that. It wouldn't really be. It would. It would be more counterproductive to put him back on the DL rather than option him. They can't put him back on the DL. He needs to be activated. Right. That's what and I'm then, saying. It's not like he's still injured where he needs more time and then he's going to come back. So you'd have to say he's going to be optioned, and the Yankees' excuse is going to be that he still needs more work on you know getting better, and he needs to you know, have more games in the minor leagues. That's going to be their excuse. I guess. Um, Which pretty much goes goes back to what I was saying, that they're going to try and delay this as much as possible and come up with every possible excuse. I, don't I mean, think the guy... I don't think they're looking the guy for hit excuses. A, the guy hit a grand slam last night. You're telling me he's not ready to come back up? I don't think they're looking for excuses, honestly. I'm not into this conspiracy theory that they're trying to hold back Braden Drew this way. They don't have to make a decision about Miguel Andujar. But... but but the guy hit a grand slam, so he's clearly seeing the ball, okay? This is the first night he's wearing the glasses. As in, Up until that point, he was having trouble seeing at night still. Okay, we need at least 10 games of these glasses where we'll be confident to know that Brandon Jury can look like a moron in the major leagues with the glasses instead of the minor leagues. Yes. It's that- all an excuse. 
It's all an excuse. They they want him to still feel like he's their guy, but they can't do that right now because there's no room for him. So you don't think he's like, hey, guys, I could see, but no, Brandon, you really can't see. You don't- No, that Grand Slam, we're going to need to see about four more of those before we believe you. Come on. It's all it's all a game. I don't think it is. It is. If it's proven, if I'm proven wrong, come on here and say you were right. But I don't think they're purposely holding this guy down. I don't. I don't see the point in it. Why not just admit that you shouldn't have traded for this guy and Miguel Andujar is your guy, and just say that. Hey, listen. You know what? We traded for him. He got hurt. He got Wally pipped, and <laughs> that's that's the end of it. Now he's gonna have to play in AAA until a opportunity presents itself. Well, talking about. Uh, Cashman's guys, which are Drury and Hicks. You said you wanted to discuss a little bit of Hicksy. I'm done. He hit a home run today. You I know? don't care. He's. I'm done. I'm tired of looking at Aaron Hicks. And I believe it was our buddy Joe Rivera that tweeted this out yesterday. Aaron Hicks is the best player in Major League Baseball, or some to the paraphrasing, he's the best player in Major League Baseball looking good at being bad at baseball. Yeah, it's true. Because every time he's up there, he looks like a baseball player. He swings. He's got this nice looking swing. And then what does he hit? A two hopper to the first baseman. A pop up to center field. I can't look at him anymore. And I, I tweeted just, something out like, "Hey, I tweeted this last night. Hey, you guys want something to complain about? Let's take a let's take a deeper look into Hicks's season so far. At the time when I tweeted this, he was batting two fourteen with two home runs and I believe eleven RBIs. And people came back at me and said, kind of." Kind of, uh, kind of like Brett Gardner, and I said, "Yeah, I mean, completely different." Scenario. I couldn't fight the statistics because they are very similar. But Brett Gardner, a, is a veteran presence in this clubhouse and also a leader. And Brett Gardner, whether he's slumping or not, sees a lot of pitches, and he's a great leadoff guy. And I couldn't even make the argument of on-base percentage because even their on-base percentage was very uh, similar. But just just Gardner's presence means so much more than than his statistics. And Hicks doesn't give you that. He just doesn't. He he. If you're going to talk about someone being expendable in the outfield right now, it's Aaron Hicks. It certainly is not Brett Gardner. So what do you do if if he's still playing this way? Next month or July. Give me Clint Frazier's numbers right now in AAA, please. Yeah, I mean, you really have to start thinking about maybe platooning some guys and calling up Clint Frazier. You talked about it. You asked me it, you know, a couple weeks ago. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. I really don't. Uh, in 42 at-bats, he's his batting average is three thirty three so far this year for uh, Clint Frazier. I'll, I'll pull up the rest. Just keep going. Yeah, he had a big game. Uh, I don't know if did they play this afternoon. The last time he played, he had a big game. He had three. They hits. They got rained out today, I believe. So yeah, so it was last night. He had three hits. Yeah. So they got rained out today. Frazier is going to be one of these guys. He's going to. I just think down there he's better than the competition down there. So he's going to force the Yankees' hands to do something. You and have to. I mean. Even if Hicks is batting two fifty, you can make a, a better argument for him, but he's not. But what happened the other day? We were talking about this. Gardner was getting whipped in on social media and on the radio. Oh, he's old, blah, blah, blah. That whole thing we talked about on the last show. And then he came out. He had a couple of big games. He's starting to hit the ball better. It's like he was listening to the media. And then last night, it's like 
people started to turn on Hicks and you're like, he comes out, he hits that big home run yeah. in the second inning. You're like, all right, maybe he's starting to turn it around after he got ripped up a little bit. But then at bat after at bat today, he came up bases loaded in the, oh, dude, I want to say it was the sixth inning maybe. It was the sixth. Big spot there, two hopper to first. How many times is he going to ground out to the first baseman? Yeah. It I was. Can't. I, I think they had just tied the game, maybe, and the bases were loaded still. And he came up in the sixth. He actually had a good at bat. He was fouling off a lot of pitches, but he just didn't do anything with it. I honestly, uh, I, I have, don't. What's I'm, your leash? I mean, what's your leash on him? You give him a few more weeks before you really start to consider. Bringing I want to see Frazier. No, I want. I want to see Frazier stay hot for another week. And if Hicks doesn't turn it around. I give him. You know what? I'll give. I'll give Hicks the road trip. Okay. I'll give. I Hicks think that's fair. Trip. I really do. Yeah, but Frazier, fourteen for forty-two, with two home runs in just eleven games for Scranton. Yeah, so, so far. he's so he's, he's down there RBI and he's hitting. He's got. Uh, he has three R three RBI. Hmm. I mean, yeah, but still, you look at the base hits and. I'm I'm happy with Dave. He's hitting, hitting 333. I mean, you need a guy in the middle to bottom of this order because you got at the bottom of the order with guys like Andujar and Torres, you're really set. But you need more production out of Hicks because Hicks is a is a very big part of this lineup, and he's you know my only defense to Aaron Hicks is that he's a switch hitter and that's very valuable especially when you have a lot of you know righty power guys on this lineup that's great so you're going to platoon him with Brett Gardner which means he's going to bat against a lefty and he's worse as a right-handed hitter I'm just saying that so if he he was playing up to his potential he's a big piece to this because you like to have a switch hitter in this lineup what's his potential we've seen him have one hot stretch last year got hurt and then he just hasn't been good since I like hey 2016 he came over here he you want to say oh he didn't get regular playing time and then when they traded Beltron he got regular playing time he picked it up a little bit and then he was hot to start last year and then he got hurt he never picked it up again so what is what is Aaron Hicks you were saying in the offseason the guy could hit 25 30 home runs from what the Yankees said they thought he was going to be I mean that's what I expected that's what I expected him. And when he was hot, he had some power. And, you know, here we are. Every time he swings at the ball and you're like, oh, wow, he's going to kill this pitch. Dribble, dribble, dribble. First baseman steps on the bag. Out. Yeah. That's what Aaron Hicks is. And he's not a great center fielder. We've been over that a hundred times where he he's not a natural out there. So it's not like he plays stellar defense. He gets to the balls he's supposed to. He's got a good arm, but I don't think he's going to win any gold gloves anytime soon. And he hits lefty too, right? Uh, I mean, he hits leadoff when a lefty's pitching, right? If uh, Gardner's yeah, out of the lineup. He's been up there so. a few times. Do you start flirting with the idea of moving Torres up? We both said we like him at the bottom of the order. I just think it extends the lineup so much that you have Gleyber Torres down there where teams aren't used to facing a guy that can hit like that in the nine spot. And not to veer off subject here, but we're talking about guys getting hot in the minors and guys being cold up here and where there's room for who and who will be sent down. 
think it was two weeks ago, everyone was calling for Greg Bird to be traded because Austin, uh, Tyler Austin was the guy at first base and look how quickly things change in baseball. I mean, you can easily sit here and say that when the Yankees need to make room, Walker's not going anywhere and it's going to be Tyler Austin who gets sent down. I told you that even before. Yeah, I said it too. Because. No, no, not before Walker got hot. I was just, I was defending Greg Bird saying, I don't care how hot Tyler Austin is right now. He's not the kind of hitter that Greg Bird is. So you look at the versatility and the fact that Tyler Austin has options. It just made sense. I didn't see, I didn't see Neil Walker ever getting hot in enough time to keep his spot on this team. And he proved me wrong. And you know what? We've said it a million times. He's in the middle of every single win. Uh, come from behind win over the last week or so. And he did it again today. So, so. you want to talk about Greg Bird? Greg Bird started his rehab this week. So the clock's... I think Bird's hitting in the cage. Oh, you heard that? <laughs> so the clock started on him. Billy McKinney also began his rehab. I don't I don't know. If Billy McKinney comes back healthy, I don't, I don't think it's going to... No, no, no. Billy McKinney was a last resort type thing. You know? Billy McKinney is, has no place on this. I don't team. think you're replacing Aaron Hicks with Billy McKinney. No, I think you're no. replacing Aaron Hicks with Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier, and you, and you know what? If you're the Yankees, you hope you bring Clint Frazier up, and he's he's really good. And either at that point, he's becomes that guy again that you can get a, an elite pitcher for at the trade deadline. Yeah, but if he comes up here and he a, starts raking and he supplants because, Aaron Hicks, how are you going to trade him off because, the team? Because because he, here's why. Even with Aaron Hicks playing the way he has been, this team has still been has still been winning so many games, right? And you said it yourself, this team needs a pitcher. If Clint Frazier can come up and be great, that's awesome for the time being. But all he's doing is upping his trade value again, where you can maybe get rid of him and keep Andujar and Florial and all those guys and, and Sheffield and whoever else you want to name. You can use Clint Frazier... As a true piece to get an elite pitcher at that point. Here's what and you can sacrifice that one person for that pitcher that this team needs. That's why it's different. Because you can live, you technically can live with Aaron Hicks. The reason why we're complaining about him is because there might be better options right now. So for the time being, we might want to, might want to try those better options. Here's what I'll say about Clint Frazier. If he gets called up, He's not getting traded. If the Yankees are stubborn and leave him in AAA, it's to sh- it's because they don't want him exposed at the major league level and they want to trade him. Completely but if they call him you. up here, it's because they want him to be a player for them this Completely year. Completely disagree with you. All right, well. I, I actually 120% disagree with you. I'm telling you, that's my feeling. I think if the Yankees pull the trigger and call him up, it's because they want him to they be the solution produce, this year. And the in the time being, they want him to produce for this team. And if he does produce, great. They're going to keep rolling. But at the trade deadline, he's going to be the guy that you can put in a package with lower level prospects at that point and get that pitcher that you want. And if he's a bust, you send him back down and you hope he still tears it up in AAA where you can still use him and maybe one other guy for a pitcher. But if he comes up here and tears it up, you can trade him for a pitcher and you can live with someone else in that spot. Because this team at that point will still be better giving up Clint Frazier for an elite pitcher. You can't argue that. You've said it yourself. I I kind of agree with Christian here. 
Uh, no way. Because I, I, it's, it's, we'll see. I mean, it's safer for them if they really are considering trading Clint Frazier at some point this year. To leave it's him in it's the minor safer leagues. to let him yes. rake in the minors but rather you than guys risk both it. said that he's he has dropped his value, right? Yes, and his so, but his value will drop almost like completely if he, come, if he comes yes, up if and he struggles. comes up here and struggles then his then whatever value he's building right now goes back down but if you still put him if in a package worse. with like Andujar or someone like we've all expected them to he's still going to get you a good pitcher if he comes up and the Yankees think he's actually major league ready and he's tearing it up in triple a and they know his potential and he comes up here He's going to have a good productive season, and they're going to be able to get that pitcher they need for him, and uh, not have to give up Andujar. I'm telling you, they're not going. If Clint Frazier stays in the minor leagues, is because they don't want him exposed at the major league level because they want to trade him. We shall if see. If they call him up here, it's because they want him to supplant Hicks and be an everyday player for them this season. Now, we if they trade see. him in the off season, that's a different story. But if he comes up here mid season, he won't get traded. If the Yankees plus keep... also are are you going to want to trade Clint Frazier if he were to come up and produce he'd he'd be that that spot in the lineup you're the that one, Hicks yeah, was you're the one saying, are you going to really want to trade him during that time yeah you're the one saying oh we can't trade Andujar because he's he's in he's part of the team now so if Hicks comes uh Frazier comes up here and starts hitting and contributing to wins he's part of the team now so how could you trade him yeah and if he's contributing at the level you're saying he's going that you uh, could see him playing at then yeah they're just not gonna they're not gonna move him can this team still be dominant with aaron hicks in the lineup obviously can this team win a championship with aaron hicks in the lineup and not getting another pitcher in the starting rotation probably i think they could maybe i would say it's less likely than your previous statement can this team keep winning if clint frazier comes up here and is dominant I, what kind of just answer you? the question. Yeah, if he comes up here and he plays better than Aaron Hicks, of course they're going to continue to play well. And then if they trade him for that pitcher you need to win that championship and you have to put someone like Aaron Hicks back in this lineup, can they win the World Series yeah, at that point? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes, they can. The dots here. Okay. okay so, yeah. so that's my point. My point is you don't need Clint Frazier right now to come up and be dominant to keep winning games. But if he does, it's going to help this team in the time being, keep steamrolling over teams, and then it's going to up his trade value, and you can trade him without trading another elite guy on this team or in this farm system for that pitcher that you need to go the distance. Listen, Snowflake, you're completely ignoring our point. I get your point. point. I get your point. But what I'm saying is... You give up a guy like Andujar right now, when this team was struggling, he brought life to this team. This team is not struggling right now, so they don't need to call Clint Frazier up. But if Hicks is going to keep playing this way, it's worth seeing. If he looks ready, it's worth seeing him at the major league level, if they think he's going to produce now. And that's going to up his value, and that's going to get you that pitcher you need to go the distance. And I'm telling you, the Yankees are not risking him at the major so league level. we shall see. Because Chris... If, if they do call him up and they do have that plan that you're talking about, then Clint Frazier has to come up and be a 300-plus hitter when he comes up. If he is 220, 230, his value is gone. He will not be worth a top-tier starting pitcher if he comes up and he is not 275 to 320 batting average. So then if he drops his value more, what are you going to do to get a pitcher? Teams are still going to take him, and you're still going to have to package him with the same guys you would if you left him in AAA. That's the point. 
No, because now you're showing, again, another sample size of him not producing at the major league level. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Right? We'll yeah. see. I'm not saying what your scenario is impossible. I, I know you're not. Obviously and I'm not saying yours is impossible either. But I, we both, obviously, you two disagree with me. I disagree with you. And it'll be fun to see who's right. It'll be fun to see. It's another one we got to come back to in a few months. Wasn't there another topic a couple weeks ago? I, yeah, we'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never think about it. No. Oh, I said something about Stan. Come back to me next oh, month yeah. with Stan. All right, All right, so um, so we'll take notes. So we got that. We got so Bird. Um, I guess so. It would be another couple of weeks. We could see Greg Bird in uh, back in the Bronx. So could be nice. Could be nice to get him yeah. in this lineup, man. I, He's got to stay healthy. I yeah. guess Tyler Austin's has got to be the odd man out right is now. Is this is this the last strike for Bird? If he gets if he gets hurt again, another big injury. Is that it for this guy? What do you do? You just. I don't know, man, but but you got but at that point, don't the Yankees have to sit there and say, "Look, we need a better solution at first base." Uh, our future right now, who we thought was our future, just clearly can't stay healthy. We need to find another solution. Yeah, that's what that's what'll end up. And happening. then maybe you ride the Tyler Austin wave out a year or so and and see what happens with it. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so because what I've seen out of him this year is he's gotten exposed as he's. Had more yeah. playing time. Yeah. No, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You hope that you don't have to see it. You hope that this guy can stay healthy because I think he's such a good player. I think he's going to be so crucial for this lineup moving forward. Look at how, look when he came back healthy last year, just how good yeah. he was and how he just liked that entire lineup. You're going to tell me now you're going to put Greg Bird in. What is he going to bet? Eighth in this lineup? Yeah, I know. I know. So uh, another thing we'll really have to keep a close eye on. So that decision's coming soon because the clock's ticking on him now. Um, Aaron Boone said that he expects Tommy Canely back with the team at the end of this road trip coming up, which would be uh, a week from Monday. They start their final series of the road trip in Texas. So that's uh, where he's pinpointing Tommy Canely to come back. And then it's almost like Warren like up and left to another country. No one's... Sounds like no one's even talked to the guy. Everyone's like, we haven't heard anything on, on Adam Warren, but uh, Canely will be back soon. Uh, Warren's apparently, he's a little bit further away, so it might be maybe another two weeks after when Canely returns. Um, the Yankees miss Tommy Canely right now. Yes. But we don't miss the Tommy Canely that was here this season. We need him to be back in, in, back in his form. Uh, in because fairness, the guy was injured. Yeah. No, I know. I'm saying they don't miss that player. They miss the guy that they knew they got last year and who was dominant last year. He's got to come back strong and healthy, and he's going to be a big, big piece to this team that is already dominant. So if Tommy Canely comes back, he's healthy, and he's the Tommy, the Tommy K that was here after the White Sox trade, then we don't have to sit here and why did he extend Aaron uh, Dellen Batances to another second inning, right. blah, blah, blah. You'll have another reliable arm out there. Right, absolutely. All right, um, all right. So, is there any other injured Yankees we need to talk about? I don't think so. I uh, I did do, read. Do we have to go into Jacoby Ellsbury. You, you heard you read about him this week. No, yeah, he, he got sent home. <laughs> <laughs> Just go home. Just go home, Jacoby. No, uh, apparently I forget what happened. He was sick or something, and they sent him home. It's he. It's not another injury, but it's just Jacoby. A, it, we don't want you getting everyone else sick. Just go home. Just 
Just stay home. All right, gun to your head. Is Jacoby Ellsbury no, playing in the no, major? No, 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 absolutely no. not. He's not playing this no, year. No, no, just no. What are you gonna do? You gonna send Anduhar down for him? I the only know. way he plays this year is is if a lot of injuries happen. But what? But all right, I don't want to get into a big thing about a lot Jacoby. of injuries happen. What about his injury? Well, yeah, he can't he even comes, come if back. He comes back healthy. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to get into a big thing about Ellsbury because we've talked a lot on this show about a lot of different topics and people probably want us to shut up, but we brought it up now. If he, if some by miraculous divine intervention of God that he is able to play baseball this year, <laughs> what do you do with him? He ha- Dude, let me tell you something. He's got to be batting like 450 in the minor leagues for this team to even consider him being a better option than anyone they have right now. All right, so he goes on his rehab. The Yankees take every last day of those 20 days. He hits 570. <laughs> they have to call him up because they can't They can't option him to AAA. He'd ha- they'd have to designate him for assignment. And is that something... We we argue with the fans about this all the time. Or the Yankees Someone's going to snag him in a second. And the Yankees are just going to pay the remaining $70 million or whatever on his contract. Someone will snag him before they could even friggin' DFA him. That's what I'm saying, though. So, <laughs> does uh, Jacoby Ellsbury fit on the 2018 Yankees? I don't Yankees? know, man. I just don't think this is something we could even debate right now. We got to see if he actually ever makes progress. I the, just in, gotta take that form. signing. Take that signing as a loss. Yeah. I think I just got a text message. Jacoby Ellsbury slipped on a banana peel <laughs> while at home. <laughs> while at home, sick. He was in his tub. He got out. It was like it was like a live version of Mario Kart. They were playing in his. He was playing with David Price. <laughs> He's playing Fortnite. Did we we talked about yeah. that right? Yeah, oh, the my. numbing of the hands. And yeah. then all of a sudden, t- we he mentioned was dominant that today. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That, did, that doesn't seem shady at all. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's it, right? There's nobody I'm else done. injured? I'm done. I'm exhausted. <laughs> at least we had a good laugh at Jacob Bill's yes, expense. Fun. Um, all right, so head to nyysportstalk.com. Go to the shop tab. Check out the Mallory's Army fundraiser that we've been speaking of. As always, If uh, pick up your uh, T-shirt there to contribute to a good cause. Like we always say, if you can't afford the thirty bucks, uh, just spread the word. Post the link on Facebook, on Twitter. Help us spread the word. It's going to a good cause. Um, also, uh, pick up some some merch. Chris is wearing the Bombers T-shirt today. Yeah. Uh, Nyyst twenty at checkout will save you twenty percent on all regular merchandise. Uh, follow the crew on Twitter at StackGuyWrite underscore NYYST. I know last time you were here, you were wondering how you got a few ticks and followers. Mm-hmm. I checked. The porn star no longer follows wow. you. serious? Yeah. She must have been deleted. You know who I started following? I follow four people. It's like three MLB accounts. One is the Sports Talk and Patrick. At NYY Sports Talk and Patrick, Patrick. baby. He kind of came. I think Patrick threatened me a he little. He did. He came down on you on how to use Twitter the yeah. other day. Wow. I like retweeting. I'm, I'm a big retweet He's guy. He's a big retweeter. Maybe wow. I'll start. You should. You should. A comment. We'll, we'll retweet you, and then you'll. I'm get just more getting followers. into Twitter. I never had one. That's it. It is pretty good, though. All right, Chris. You can find him on uh, at Chris Junior underscore nyyst the pod. Do you even use that? Yeah, I'm. Gonna, I got to start using it a little more. At nyyst podcast, me at Christian underscore nyyst. 
the main account at NYY Sports Talk. Um, so, Rye. <clears throat> gotta clear my throat there. Jeez. It's only when I do the pod. I get you know what little... I'm impressed with, actually? Remember the first few podcasts, how how often Chris would clear his throat and no, just kind of be gross? I get, I get allergies. I get these crazy allergies at certain times oh. in the year, and I'd cough like nonstop. Yeah, you haven't coughed in a while. Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, you don't have allergies. I mean, I do, but they're not affecting my throat. Oh, uh, you know, I had allergies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Rye, thanks for coming, buddy. Thanks for having me. Uh, you got anything you want to say? No, you guys covered everything. everything. So so perfectly. Chris! I kind of like you. Say goodbye. Bye! Bye!